Hi, everybody. Welcome to That's Life, where we proclaim Viva La France. Our thoughts and prayers are with all of our friends, and as I now refer to them as our family in Paris, I look forward to, please God, seeing them next week. Um, I am scheduled to be there with Nahum next week and working out continued details of our upcoming Paris trip, which is still on board, still on the calendar, still full steam ahead, with absolutely more resolve than ever coming up this December 9th on Hanukkah. I... um, you know, it, it's 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 um, it's completely it's completely heartwarming the number of calls we have gotten, emails we have gotten from our listeners sharing their concerns, but also saying, you know, call Hakavod for staying for staying on staying the course. And while there are a number of organizations that have pulled their events in France um, and have and have decided that it is not in their best interest to continue, which again I appreciate. This is not a judgment call on anyone. Um, we are very proud of the fact that we have continued to move forward with with even stronger resolve than ever, and we thank the consistoire and our compatriots in um, in Paris and our team in Israel, all of whom have continued to give us incredible support. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam El Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Probably should have said all that before I went through my Paris diatribe. But anyway, you can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. The live lunch starts with brunch, ends with lunch. That's from 11 to 1 today. Coming to you from the beautiful home of the Nahum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side, because you know I say that no matter what the weather looks like. Boker Tov to everyone. And by the way... Special person in the house. Good morning to Zalman. ZK is here. Good morning, ZK. Good morning, Miriam. How are you? It's been a long time since I know. Uh, First I time, long time, buddy. Yeah. You know, we don't do this nearly enough. And nothing nothing to Avrami. He's here also. We really appreciate Avrami and schlepping in, etc. But it's fun because, you know, this is like when we do remotes, ZK, where we're behind the scenes, we're somewhere interesting, etc. The last time we were together was in Houston, right? Um. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably. So, wow, that's that's a long time ago. Listen, if anybody's going to bring you to a natural disaster, it's going to be me. And that was Houston and flooding. You want to actually hear something very interesting? And and it's funny that this is all happening at the same time. And our guest is on hold. I really don't want to make him wait. Um, but when we spoke to Rabbi Barry Gelman, who's the rabbi of um, the the shul down in Houston, we commiserated with him obviously on the loss of what he said was 90 percent of of his belongings and all his and all his family stuff he happens to be a graduate of after high school and my daughter was in the college guidance office and he it was a graduate he was in the same year as my husband so my daughter says to me you know what mommy i found an extra copy of daddy's yearbook in the college guidance office and i said grab it i'm like make sure it doesn't belong to anybody but grab it so now i have a new copy to send Barry Gelman because there's no way he has his high school yearbook anymore. So um, it's funny how this just all unfolded, and that was the last moment that you and I really sat together to do a show. But um, please, God, I'm going to be sending this to him today with a note saying, I couldn't recover everything, but at least we're able to bring this copy to you. So, uh, Are you sure? Didn't we do like maybe Gourmet Glot, I think? I think that was after Houston, though. Oh, we did do a gourmet glot show. You're right. You're right. But we haven't flown anywhere to get. We haven't like you know been a road destination. Trip, a road exactly trip. destination Houston because I wasn't at High Lifeline. I wasn't at Bike for High. And you weren't at the Achiezer. Right, but that wasn't a road trip. <laughs> Queens is not a road trip. A road I know trip you're from Brooklyn, right? I know, I know. Anyway, if you're a new listener to the hey, show, it was by LaGuardia Airport. You know, it's like yeah, LaGuardia. Just because you go to LaGuardia doesn't mean you're actually on a plane. If you are a new <laughs> listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you're a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word, Miriam L Wallach. Also, 
All one word. Let's do that fortune cookie. It's important that we do the fortune cookie because we didn't do it. And then after my guest, we'll get to today's national holidays. Wow. You know what? Confucius was totally like lazy today because there are two words on my fortune cookie. It says welcome change. Seriously? That's it? Here, CK, that's for you. As the king of change, I am handing that to you. You know, for those of you who have seen Mensch on a Bench, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you who are fans of Shark Tank, you'll know what I'm talking about as well. My guest today for the first part of our show, or maybe, oh my God, if we have enough time, because I've already gone into it a little bit, Neil Hoffman from Cincinnati, Ohio, is the man behind Mensch on a Bench. Mensch on a Bench is is a hysterical, hysterical product that comes with its own story in terms of how it came about. Neil, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yes, ma'am. The center of the reform movement. So. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And thanks for taking your time, the time this morning to be with us. I'm sorry to have made you wait, but I really appreciate you making the time for us this morning. Mench on a Bench is um, a takeoff of another product that people might be familiar with. Yes. So there is a product out there called Elf on a Shelf which is a secular product, but uh, it watches over the children for Santa and goes back and tells Santa if the kids have been good or bad. And then you know he's gone because he comes back and he's in a different position every day. <laughs> and it has become a viral phenomenon. Right. It's all over all the social media networks. And I'm in an interfaith relationship, but uh, my wife is Catholic. I'm Jewish, but raising our sons Jewish. So... My son asked for an elf on a shelf, and I said, no, you can't have this. You can have a mention on a bench. Right. And it was like a lightning moment for me and uh, fell in love with the idea, wrote the book that night. And uh, within a couple of weeks, we were on Kickstarter trying to raise the initial funds and uh, see if there was any interest in that type of product. Unbelievable. So then, so you went to Kickstarter, and a lot of uh, interesting ideas um, start on platforms like that. Po- start on these social media platforms where people can put something out there, and it might sound crazy, and it might sound interesting. Sometimes it's stick, and you're stuck. Yeah, it did. I mean, we raised uh, the $22,000 to make the first batch. Uh, I ended up buying an extra 700 putting them in my basement. My wife thought I was crazy. <laughs> to have 700 little Jewish dolls in the basement. And they sold out in 10 days. And we got on the Today Show. We got on The View. It was absolutely amazing. And all these families were just so thankful because when I wrote the book, it's all about the Maccabees. And they come back, and there's an old man who is at the temple, and he says, you must be tired from fighting the war. Why don't I sit on this bench, and I'll watch the oil for you? And I say, you're such a mensch sitting on the bench. Oh, my gosh. And each day, he introduces a different Jewish concept. So whether it is uh, menorah or dreidel or latkes or gelt, uh, and for me, as kind of a Jewish dad trying to find tools to teach my children, uh, that's why I created this, to have kind of more meaningful family moments and have this as a tool to bring everybody together. It's, it's really incredible how the what otherwise may be seen, and I'm, I'm saying this on a very, very simplistic level just to make a point not to be insulting, so just give me a second. But what might be seen as just either a gimmick or a stuffed animal or a stuffed toy, I should say, on a bench, really has a mission. It has a purpose. And the book works together with the, with the toy 
to to put across not only a holiday message and a positive Hanukkah message, but also to almost act as like a unifying tool. No, that's absolutely right. And, you know, one of the rules of having a match, you know, you name him, he loves to participate in Hanukkah celebrations. Uh, and one of them is one night of Hanukkah, you give presents to somebody in need instead of receive them yourself. And when I came up with the whole match idea, it was just for my family. So this was not a business. This was a hobby. And I built in all these, like, little elements I thought my kids would enjoy and then decided to bring it out, you know, to kickstart to see, hey, are there other families who are in the same situation where this would help them? Uh, and the response has been incredi- incredible. But you're absolutely right. It's meant to be the centerpiece and to reinforce the traditions we have, not to overtake Hanukkah with, you know, brand new traditions. And also, I mean, even beyond the interfaith family or a family that is is looking to bridge some kind of cultural or religious um, you know, gap, so to speak, but also for the families that are not coming from the same background, but who live in the modern world and whose kids watch TV, see things on TV, go into Walmart, see different toys and other things that are available and want to feel for themselves that they also have a Jewish option. Absolutely. I mean, this is, it was made out of an interfaith need, but it's for Jewish families everywhere. And the goal is, you know, we have eight nights of Hanukkah. It's hard to keep them fresh and <laughs> yes. entertaining every single night. And this is a tool that you can use to kind of help you with that. And then for non-Jews, you know, if they're interested in the holiday and they want to just have a fun way to learn the story and participate with their Jewish friends, uh, we see a lot of non-Jews kind of coming on board as well to use this as a learning opportunity. Well, Jews, you know, we're very trendy, the Jewish people. So you never, yes. you never know who's going to get excited about us at any given moment. Oh, no, I'm trending on Twitter. Very trendy. We have Neil Hoffman on the phone. He is the genius behind Mensch on a Bench. You've seen it. You've seen it everywhere. And it's actually on Amazon. Tell me, you know, Amazon started started um, carrying it when? Immediately after Shark Tank? Yeah, right around Shark Tank, uh, I realized the power of Amazon. They called me and asked if I wanted to list the product up there. And I said, you know what, I'll, I'll test it, and I'll put... I'll send you 300 pieces, and we'll see how they do. And they sold out that day. It was amazing. So we're on Amazon. We're at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Michael's, Party City, Barnes & Noble. (laughs) It is amazing how people just love this product, and he's everywhere. I'm sure your wife was really happy to get 300 of those pieces out of your basement after you came home with the 750. So there's got to be a little bit more room in your house now. No, no. Now we're a few years later, and uh, I have 2,000 menches, 500 <gasps> menorahs. I got 45-foot menches in the basement. Um, my house is a warehouse, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. That's hysterical. So let's talk for a second. Um, you know, there are so many angles of this I want to discuss, one of which being the number of products that have come out, the number of Hanukkah-related products that have come out. Um, whether they're sweaters, you know, they're, the Nordstrom had this whole thing last week where they were forced to pull these sweaters that were seen as offensive um, to Jews because it said 
um, high maintenance as a takeoff on being high maintenance. And then it said Jap on it, which is which is supposed to stand for Jewish American princess. So people had issues with it and they pulled it off the shelf. And I was I was all about, you know, just everybody relax a little bit. You know, we, we, we tend to make a big deal out of things that are small deals. And if we take all of our effort and port, put it towards things that are really important in this world, then we'll all make the world a better place. Did you get any pushback from your item? I did, you know, and uh, I got it on, on two fronts. And one front was people who said, why are you copying a Christmas tradition? And to those people, I would say, look, we're, Hanukkah and Christmas are compared naturally. And what's happening is you're having Jewish kids ask for secular items. Why not put out something that enforces our Jewish heritage? And every person who talks about this with me, I send them a free book. <sighs> I let them read the book read the rules, and I say, if you don't think that my mission is furthering Judaism, let's have that conversation. But wow. let's have it be an informed conversation. Good for um, you. And then, and then there are people who say, look, why does he have to look like uh, an Orthodox Jew? Why does he have to look that way? Well, first of all, I say, <laughs> he's cute and cuddly. Right? <laughs> we now have 100,000 kids cuddling Orthodox Jews, so it's not like we've done them a disservice. Um, but there were certain cues that we needed uh, to make it clear that he was Jewish. And, you know, the tallest was one of them, the hat was one of them. You know, we're not making fun of, you know, a segment of Judaism. We're kind of highlighting it. Right. And as we release additional products, because we're going to, um, we recognize Jews come in all shapes, colors, size, sexes, and we'll do other products that are not necessarily, you know, Orthodox-related. So I say that's our first foray. And if people wanted to buy a bench on a bench that looked like me, I would love to sell that. <laughs> but that's not what people would think was funny, right? It's, you know, it's an inside joke. I call it Fuju, right? For Jews, by Jews. Um, and, you know, it's an inside joke. It's for us. We get it. Um, it's supposed to be funny. You know, we sell in increments of $18. Like, there are all these little elements that are made that this is, you know, by Jews for Jews to further Judaism. Did you ever? Uh, did but, you? Ever, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't want to. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose the question because it takes us back a second. Were you ever so discouraged by some of the feedback that you got or some of the questions that you got that you said, you know what, I can't do this anymore, or you questioned what you were doing, or you still knew that your mission superseded everything, and you knew that despite the pushback, you should drive on. So ninety nine point nine percent of the feedback is positive. So it was always going forward. I get so many emails from parents that are thanking us and sending pictures of their kids and kids sitting on their papa's lap reading the book, kids doing book reports. Amazing. It is amazing. So I never doubted there was one point where one of the major retailers was going to take the product, and they said, you know what, we met with our Jewish council, and we decided that this could be offensive. We're not going to take it. Oh, God. And I put together this whole long list of, look, We've been out there. We've gotten the media. There's been no negative feedback. You know, go do the Internet search, check the websites, uh, see how many rabbis and federations and JCCs and are all rallying behind this. And in an unprecedented move, they came back and said, you're right, we'd like to take the product. Wow. And it was the number one Hanukkah item for them last year. Wow. Uh, over pajamas. So, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> over pajamas, over, over candles, over menorahs, wow. over cradles. Uh, so, you know, it was just, it's been an amazing journey. That No, it sounds amazing, and it's really, you know, props to you and your hard work and your continued 
um, you know, steadfastness, steadfastness. Well, I'll get that word out. Despite the despite the the pushback you might have gotten to continue on your mission, we only have a couple minutes left, and I, and I really appreciate your time. Let me just ask you, how it was to be on Shark Tank? I mean, there are plenty of Jews who walk in and out of Shark Tank, and obviously everybody's going to make Jews about jokes about Jews and Shark Tank and whatever. Fine, let's put that aside. But how was the experience? Terrifying. Oh, uh, imagine. You know, it's it's all real. I mean, everything you see on TV really happens. And you walk down that hallway, and you stand on your mark, and you're staring at those sharks for like 60 seconds before they let you start talking. And that was, you know, intimidating. Once I did my pitch, uh, you know, Mark Cuban was kind of laughing and rolling his eyes. And, you know, I, I knew I was in trouble, and I needed to get out the fact that I worked in the toy industry, and we had three-quarters of a million dollars in sales already. And if I could get those two facts out, they would see I wasn't a joke, right? Because you come on and you think, you know, it sounds like a joke. I present it like a joke. It's funny. But, you know, there's a legitimate business behind it. And, you know, Robert and Laurie saw that. Um, We signed a deal with them. Behind the scenes, we closed the deal with them. We're still working together. Shark Tank on Friday night, we're going to have our update show. Where we're debuting the new mensch that we made with uh, their input. We made the face even friendlier. Uh, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world, but it was, you know, terrifying. I, I can only imagine, and I see that you've secured film and TV rights for Mensch on a Bench, which is, which is an incredible thing. And I can only suggest that, of course, the president of this network, Nahum Siegel, should be the voice that you use. But that's something that we can discuss off the air. <laughs> I'm open to anything. It's amazing is we sold the rights to the book, so we're trying to make a cartoon special for next year. Elf Yourself uh, and I work together. We have included their first Hanukkah dance where you can make yourself into a mensch, dance around like you put your head on the mensch and dance around, and it can become your Hanukkah card. I can't it wait. It's hilarious. I can't uh, wait to hear it. And Neil, I really hope you come back and join us again. I want to hear what happens next. And um, again, Great job. And of course, anybody who's interested in buying uh, Mench on a Bench, you can just as easily go to Amazon, 2447 on Amazon Prime. You don't want to miss that. Neil Hoffman, just a Jewish guy from Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you so much and great job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy Hanukkah. Thanks. You too. You're listening to the, to uh, That's Life here. I was about to say the live lunch, Nachum, is... Uh, Going to be uh, sit- going to be subbed in today, actually, for ZK is what I meant to say. We have a couple minutes left here, and I know that I didn't get to do the the um, the holidays. My brother actually texted me that you know, <laughs> for those of you who have older brothers out there, you completely know where this is coming from. My brother texted me that uh, it's World Toilet Day. Now it doesn't matter how old you get; that is only a comment that you can get from an older brother. So um, shout out to everyone who's, uh, you know, buying a new toilet today in honor of World Toilet Day. Actually, that, I wish that was me. We need a new one at the Wallach household. It is also Great American Smokeout, which is also the Thursday before Thanksgiving. That is a national event. That is for sure. It's Have a Bad Day Day. Jamie, Yoni, we are not celebrating that. Today is going to be an awesome day. We are moving forward. And um, especially after this morning when Robert Ben-Ramon was named as chairman of our event in Paris, which is a wonderful, wonderful addition to our program. Robert could not be a more sincere or um, uh, or charming individual. He really he, he embodies everything that we're looking for, that we were hoping for as somebody to chair our event in Paris. And uh, he, he's 
has just as much resolve as we do in order to make this go forward and be a success. And we thank him for that. It's also World Philosophy Day. It's Women's Entrepreneurship Day. I would definitely like to give a shout out to all the female uh, entrepreneurs out there. My thanks to you. My daughters, thank you as well. It's also International Men's Day. So shout out to all the international men <laughs> in your life. And I guess today for me, that would be Robert Ben Ramon. That is for sure. We have just a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure to go through today's lineup so you know what not to miss. The live lunch, as we said, is going to be hosted by ZK. If you haven't heard ZK's Tuesday live lunch, you've really been missing out. Um, but you have a benefit today because he's going to be taking over the air at 11 o'clock, which is one of the reasons that he is here today in the studio. And my thanks to ZK for engineering me today. Um, and for, as always, being behind the scenes, my thanks as always to Avrami, who makes things work smoothly as well. The live lunch will be followed by Stunt Show. Today is Gorf, the world according to Gorf. And if I'm not mistaken, Gorf is at yet another Comic-Con adventure. He's at another Comic-Con conference. If you don't know, Gorf is an unbelievably talented syndicated cartoonist. And uh, you can find his cartoons basically almost everywhere. So you should make sure to check him out and don't miss that. That's at 1 o'clock. Then, of course, it's Throwback Thursday following that. And we have a full lineup as the rest of the day continues. Tomorrow morning, Nahum, tomorrow morning, host JM and the AM live here on the stream, NahumSiegel.com, JMandTheAM.org, 91.1, 90.1, and 91.1.9 FM. The weekly update with Malcolm Holine. Certainly going to be informative, and my shout-out as well, my thoughts and prayers um, to... Everyone in Israel, as as Nahum announced this morning, two lives were taken this morning during another attack. And just moments ago, um, closer to 10 o'clock, actually within this hour, there was an attack also in the Gush Etzion area. And um, it seems like there were a number of injuries. And I'm unsure of the casualties, so I do not want to mention that number. But again, Achenu um, Kolbe Israel, that is for sure. So you do not want to miss Malcolm Holmline tomorrow morning at 7.40 a.m., with everything going on, you are certainly, we are all certainly responsible for tuning in. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Saturday night, starting at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., renowned speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame at 11 p.m. David Lichtenstein hosts Headlines and Sunday Morning, J.M. Sunday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time with Matis. I'm going to attempt to play a song off of my iPad, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, but sometimes the technology gods do not work for me, and I'm going to do my best to make this happen. It's Birchas Habanim by Ohad Moskowitz. It's off of Ohad 3. It is a David Fadida production. It is a favorite song of mine, not just because I'm a growing Ohad fan and David Fadida fan as they are pairing with us and partnering with us in our Paris endeavor, but more so because he is just such such a mensch. It's Birchas Habanim here. Our thoughts and prayers with everyone in Israel and um, really leaves me speechless. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Shabbat shalom,
Thank you. 